Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to another T20 post-match podcast with Crick Index. I'm your host, Amit Kohli, and joining me is my partner in crime, Dan Rhodes. Dan, a fantastic game again. Good evening, uh, Amit. We've had a couple of nervous evenings, both of us. <laughs> Who would have thought it? We were, the, the English are in the semis, the Indians are in the semis. What, what a match, we, though. What another classic that game was, Australia and India. You know, it had all the makings of it pre-match, but to deliver again, it's just been a fantastic tournament this last 10 days. Oh, fantastic. I mean, the Aussies uh, opted to to bat and the flyer that they got with the in the power play. I mean, they took they took the Indian bowlers to the cleaners and you would, you know, everybody's thinking it's going to be a 200 plus score here. Uh, and, you know, the Indian batting hasn't been reliable. What's going to happen? Can they do it? And then after the next 14, six overs and then the next 14 overs were quite economical. Um and then you think the Indians have turned it around. And then at the end, Neville, two balls, two hits, and he gets 10 runs. And you're thinking, have the Aussies now got the momentum? And you know, 160, was it par? Was it not par? The pitch was slowing down. And uh, the Indians aren't going to find it easy to hit, uh, get the boundaries off and things. So it was a fascinating tie. And then, um, w- you know, what a what an innings by Kohli in the end to, t- to take it through. Did you... Um... So did you think that they were going to get more than 160 after the opening partnership? Because the way... I, I didn't expect them to take Ashwin apart like they did in that first over for 22. The fourth order of the innings, but 22 runs. I think uh, I think after Nera bowled the first over quite economically, uh, and then Ashwin is the go-to bowler, you see, for Dhoni, and then when he gets taken apart like that, um, it doesn't... It, you know, the rest of the bowling attack look up to Ashwin as the, as the main man. So Ashwin only bowled two overs in the whole game, and then that start that you get, you think, well, they don't really have to do too much. And then they've got big hitters like Maxwell, Watson down the order as well. Um, and the, I think, fortunately for India, they got Steve Smith early. I think Steve Smith, if he stays for any number period of time, he's um, like the Coley or the Joe Root of of his team. Uh, and, Did he nick it? Yeah. Well, they were trying to do whatever version of Snicko they've got. <laughs> I was watching it and I was thinking, that, and he didn't look too pleased, did he? So my my original thinking was, um, but Dhoni went straight up. I mean, he goes up for most things, I suppose. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but uh, uh, they can, they can uh, you know, they're good at acting it out, I suppose. But they, they had Erasmus in the pocket on that one. The finger went up and, uh, you know, 
there's, there's no going back. There's no appeals or anything like that. It's the finger goes up old fashioned. Did he get it? Did he not get it? Enough for the the umpire to put the finger up. That's all that counts. So um, he was livid. You know, everybody, every, and it was, he was he was livid. He was livid. But I still, <laughs> but even then, Maxwell was was going well, and um, you know he came in and. Uh, and he hit, you know, 31 of 28. But even then, he only got one six and one four. That's the thing, you see. So even when Maxwell wanted, when they wanted to launch again, sort of relaunch, they couldn't quite get into top gear to relaunch, like have that that big over or those, you know, take one and a half overs where they take the bowler, uh, you know, to the cleaners, getting the 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 boundaries. They had to. Just didn't. They had to, didn't it didn't seem like a launching pitch to me. I mean, it didn't. It, it was weird because they started off launching it, Australia did, especially on the Ashwin over, and they launched it a bit at the end. But in in the middle, hardly anything. Go to the Indian innings, very similar story, until the end, until the 17th over. Didn't look like anyone could launch it. And then suddenly, Coley didn't really launch it. He played two, like, tennis shot over the top, coming over the top, top spin, cover drive, amazing shots with from those wide Yorkers. And then it was it didn't seem to be a launching pitch, but just the brilliance, the wristiness, the ability to chase down forty three off nineteen balls. It, I, I'm speechless for for Corley. Just keep, keeps um, keeps proving he's the king, doesn't he? Am it? He he does indeed. <laughs> Dan, you called it from the start of the tournament. Plugged it. That's it. Coley is king. Hungrykindex.com. <laughs> um, but I think with the with the injury to Yuvraj. Uh, and I think um, I, was, I was watching it uh, on the WhatsApp and everything. Everybody was saying that it's probably a blessing in disguise with the Yuvraj getting injured because then Dhoni can come in because you could tell that Coley wanted to run some of those singles hard and get you know get the get the two put the fielding team under pressure. Um, whereas the Aussies knew unless it's a boundary, boundaries were hard to come by. That it's just going to be a single and then they can live with that all day. So I, in a way, I was I, I thought he's going to just retire hurt, but. He kept playing, so I was happy that he was out because Endoni came in and then the energy changed and you could tell that Coley could rely on somebody from the other side really, really pushing it. But it just goes to show that it's proper cricket shots and, you know, he just times it so well and pierced the field. It was, you know, they had the fielding set. The bowl, the Colton Isle got taken in the 19th over. Uh, was in the, I think, the 19th and I think Faulkner got taken for quite a few in the 18th over. Um, but there weren't bad balls necessarily. It wasn't like they were bowling, you know, full tosses. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like the uh, the over that the Bangladeshi boys got <laughs> that they, they failed to get over the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. know that that those those should have been put to, to put to bed those deliveries. But these were, you know, nothing wrong with the deliveries. But but by that time, Coley was in such form, and you know, I think the two dot balls that Colton L got through were the slow ball bounces, <laughs> and, and so, still went four four six. Four, 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 six. yeah, exactly, four, four, six. But um, it goes to show that when you've got the ability to play the proper cricket shots, and Joe Root does this a lot as well, in the, and Williamson is also a very technically sound player, that it, it's not all about, you know, the aerial route. Um, and and he's, he's that kind of player. You know, you've got A.B. de Villiers, who does the sort of um, all the trickery and innovative sort of shots. Chris Gale, it doesn't matter what he does, he just edges it for four. <laughs> but, or for six, I should say. <laughs> but no, but I think um, Chris I mean, Gale's Coley's... in the V, whereas the, the, the other players you mentioned there 
Ah, uh, 360 degree players, aren't they? It, it's it's a tennis shot. I've seen A.B. A. De Villiers on the masterclass with NASA saying, showing him how to hit it. So you're coming over the ball and just hitting it into the gap. But it's an amazing, so I can't explain how difficult it is to do. It's nothing like the English manual of getting your high, your elbow high and playing through the line cover drive. It's a brilliant Azradin-esque um, wristy timing and just the good thing on this pitch was that if you get it slightly left or right of the fielders, they could run two. Um, and did, know, but they couldn't with uh, Singh. And let, let, we need to come on to this because I think there's a few criticisms of both teams we need to deal with. One is Australia winning winning the toss and batting because I think they're a better chasing side. Uh, and I think it suits India for them to chase. Um, and two, Yuvraj Singh. Is he the fifth best T20 batsman in India, Amit? No, I, I question. To be honest, I questioned you, Red Singh's selection from the beginning, just because he's um, he's more one-dimensional. He doesn't have the ability to innovate and to create something. Depending on what the match circumstances are, I feel as though he's got the big heave ho leg side, so it will go for six or he'll be caught on the boundary sort of situation. But you know, the bowlers are savvy to that now. They're not going to bowl in his zone of of hitting. Um, so. I wouldn't have gone with him. In this particular game, he bowled three overs and he did quite well. Uh, he got a wicket of Steve Smith and I think he, he went for, uh, I'll get the figures in a bit, but he he, he bowled quite economically. So, for 19, um, I then, think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, and but I think Dhoni used him quite well as well. When a wicket went down, he he thought that, um, let me get my, my you know, uh, get, get the over in from Yuvraj, you know, after... Uh, Pandya gets Finch, I think it was in the twelve, the last ball of the twelfth over, and then uh, then Dhoni says, "Let's put Yuvraj in. Let's get our pie chucker in there." <laughs> for the for, his... for me though, I just want to, I want to know the because looking at looking at the looking at the data from the IPL batsman, Yuvraj doesn't come out particularly good in the last three years in terms of form, and you're not playing him as a bowler, are you really? You know, you, you've you've got a decent bowling lineup um, in these conditions. So I don't. I'm not getting it. Is it just based on past glories? I think it is based on past glories. Um, uh, if you look at the uh, the IPL and things, he hasn't f- performed at all. So I don't really understand the selection policy, unless they were thinking that it gives you a spin option. You see, my my personal choice would have been to play Rahane. I know. <laughs> I can say this because Vasu's not on the podcast. Otherwise, you've not mentioned me. it, mate. You've not mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I think I think uh, Rahane would be. You know, he's he's informed, good player, and and to be honest, the way that um, Shikhar Dhawan and Rohit Sharma put the pressure all on the next, you know, the middle order for the Indians, it's not as though the Indians ever get off to a flyer now with those two batting in the. You know, they're just not informed batsmen. Uh, Rain is not informed, so. All of the pressure seems to be put on Dhoni and put on Kohli straight away. Um, so, in a way, you'd like to have a Rahane type of player who can who can manufacture an innings. You know, if it's difficult what, to score the boundaries. Then what are his strengths, Rahane? Rahane is more of a touch player, so he can. He, so he'll he's a sort of player that can pace the innings. So he'll in a in a Kohli esque sort of fashion. You know, like the innings that he played. He's quite happy to go run a ball or just under, and then he can launch it near the end. So Rohane is a sort of player there as well. He's um, technically correct player, so he'll be he'll feature a lot in India's Test match team. Um, but he has well, the ability to play a long innings. Is there any possibility of maybe dropping one of the openers and putting Yuvraj there just to try and get you know because his strength is hitting it 
nice clean ball. You, you could do, but I think you just found you'd just find that it would be one down <laughs> really quick. So, uh, so the, he's not better. That he's not better than either of those two, and you're going to. No, I th- I, no. I think I think the Indians are quite happy with their opening partnership. That's they're more interested in keeping the openers the same. If anything, Rohane opens the innings for the Rajasthan Royals. So if anything, you could even you could leave out one of the openers and put in Rohane there. If if for whatever reason it's in Yuvraj's contract that he has to play or something, you know, or for whatever reason you fancy him as a big hitter. Um, I understand the, 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 the reasons for picking him because they feel that we've got so many batsmen that can play through the innings. You need so many batsmen that can come in there and do the hitting, you know, and that kind of thing. So Yuvraj is the hitter, I suppose. But if he hasn't been doing it recently, then, I, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm glad that he went when he went. Otherwise he was taking a, t- taking a, a lot of uh, deliveries I think it's the the way um, uh, Samir, uh, who's been some of our previous podcasts, summed it up. He said it was no innovation. It's either he smashes it or or he's out. He can't use the angles, can't use the pace of the ball to sort of, you know, if, if for instance, when, like it was difficult to score, but it's, but not good batsmen like Kohli and Dhoni can say, OK, fair enough, we can't score it, but we'll we'll run hard. We'll get two for four of the deliveries. And then you never know, you get an edge or you get a boundary. I think that kind of thinking clever isn't Yuvraj's strength. And his strength is power hitting. And if it's not that kind of pitch that the ball's coming on nicely, he finds it difficult. Um, yeah, they, so, yeah, there haven't been many pitches like that in any of the Indian games, have they? Where you can hit they, they, they haven't. I mean, to be honest, after the first power play, the Aussies, I was thinking, what, well, you've had a proper spinning pitch for all the teams. And then when you want a spinning, when you want a rank turner against the Aussies, we give them a flat track. <laughs> That's, where, I, I that's what I was thinking. It early Sunday morning, I was discussing it with an Aussie about the fact that um, India had requested that it be played on a different track because the, the the one that it was designed to be played on was was supposed to be uh, not a turner. So then they would put they would, apparently they were going to play on a rank turner. Pure mind games, isn't it? Is it Alex Ferguson-esque mind games there, I mean, in the it press, is. releasing stories to the Hindustan Times? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think when the when the tournament's at home, you've got to use every advantage that you can. And I think the Indians have absolutely no shame in that aspect of things. And why wouldn't you? You know, it's like it's like the, it's like against Bangladesh. If Dhoni's taking ten minutes per delivery, he'll take ten minutes per delivery. Whatever happens, happens. He's allowed in the last over. He said he's, that. he was allowed. Yeah, he said that as well. So he's he's obviously. Um, he, he thinks very clearly. That's the the thinking. The good thing about some of the the Indian players are that they don't get bogged down and they don't think, oh, I'm not. We're not hitting it. You know, not, not everybody's getting launched because they know they've got the ability to do it when it counts. But they're very clear thinkers. Um, some of them. For me, I um, think you've got you've got Dona, who's possibly as well as Coley got you through this. But Dona's captain set, um, especially the way his gamesmanship against Bangladesh, I thought that was. Uh, as as good as it gets, and if if that's the way you want to go, it was just you know it, it took his time, uh, got into the heads of the Bangladeshi batsmen clearly. If 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 you ask me, you know, needing one or three balls, and then today as well, Coley mentioned him in the post match interview. Donny were keeping him calm, keeping him up with the rate, telling him when he needed to go. You know, Donny were doing that. Coley were doing the shots. Coley were, you know, the one getting the runs. But you've got Donny at the end. Helping him along, and that, along with Williamson's captain, say you know those two have been the two big. I've been disappointed with Morgan's captain, say I haven't really noticed Sammy, um, if I'm brutally honest. 
So for me, you know, those two are the two two big captains. Um, and Williamson's first tournament, so fair play to him. I think Williams. I think it's a, a, a real tough job to to come in after someone like Brendan McCullum, who's known for innovation and the big calls. Uh, but then you think Williamson, you know, uh, he must have had a say in dropping uh, the two fast bowlers, Saudi and Bolt, in the first game when they took India. Um, and they've really used the conditions well. So, yeah, we, you know, hats off to Williamson. And, um, you know, it looks good for the, the Kiwis. Um, but Dhoni's, uh, but even, even then at the end, you could see that he knows that the strike has to go to Kohli. So the, uh, that one shot where I, I think it was Michael Slater on the commentary saying that they had no right to get the two runs because, they, you know, they just dabbed it to, to mid on. And it was a tough one, but, you know, they'll go for it. That's right, because they know that if Kohli's on strike, there's a chance. Whereas, you know, and, and he has the ability. But I wasn't expecting the way they took, um, I mean, the, Kohli's, the, 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 the uh, 18th and the 19th over, I think they scored, what, 35 runs off that. To then, then it was, you know, the last over was just a glory. Four, you know, was it four, four needed off the last over, was it? it was four, four needed off the last over, and um, you had and, <laughs> whoever was on the commentary saying the, the best batsman by a mile in cricket and um, <laughs> <laughs> player of the tournament good. already before the semis. <laughs> oh, no, I think, I think Gavaska just gets carried away. Um, and Michael Slater. And, and Michael Slater. <laughs> now, the, the Aussies really rate Coley, though. The Aussies really rate him because I think he's been to Australia and he scored centuries and things. Um, us being in England, we haven't seen him do it on these shores, you see. So that, the, then the reservations are there. But I suppose as this, as this tournament goes, he's got big scores and he's chased down the, the totals when it didn't look like they were going to chase it down. There's an absolute um, so, mile between um, Coley's T20 ability. Uh, especially in World Cups, still probably averages a hundred now. You know, he averaged, he hasn't even scored a T Twenty World Cup hundred, but he's, he averaged a hundred in the last tournament, and he keeps being out in this tournament with match winning innings against the biggest sides. You know, the, in terms of T Twenty cricket, it's hard to say there's many better than Kohler, even with it, you know it, Williamson and Root. But I, I think in certain conditions, I'd rather have a Gale. But you know, it, it's each to their own. But Kohler is ridiculously good. In, in the uh, just just because you mentioned Gale there in the IPL they play in the same team as does AB de Villiers so they have AB de Villiers Coley and Gale they don't even win it do they no they don't the RCB let's let's move on to uh... let's move on let's move on <laughs> Donny wins it I don't know why that is most yes, of the time. It's, it's madness <laughs> um, yeah so how how is the whole tournament so far as an Indian being because I can remember that first podcast and just thinking, oh, they're going to walk it. They're going to walk it. And it hasn't been a walk in the park, has it? It hasn't been a walk in the park. I consider myself to be like a British Indian, so I still I still have the the British nervousness when it comes to a run chase and things. I'm not as confident as Vasu and people and, and that kind of, like people like my dad is super confident, and my cousins super confident all the time. Especially the ones that are actually born in India, they think they have limited over stuff. It's our game. It's you know we can do what we want with it, but. When the players aren't in form and the pressure's there, the openers can't get any, you know, we're at 30 for three all the time. And to have a Virat Kohli in your team to get it sorted, it's it's good. But I almost feel that getting out of the group is harder, that was the hardest bit. Now that they're out of the group, I feel much more comfortable playing the West Indies. I don't, I don't particularly care too much for what they've done in the groups on that side. Um because it's every day, can, you know, like the West Indies lost to Afghanistan. On the day, anybody can do anything. 
So I think India will be quite happy now to play the West Indies and then the winner of England and New Zealand in the final if they get there. So um, I'm much more happier thinking, oh yeah, West Indies semi and a final against England, say. I'd be much happier with that than having the thoughts of a, a, a Pakistan semi-final, Australia final situation. I don't yeah. think there's a human being on the planet would have predicted these four in the semis. I don't think so. I think I think New Zealand in the semis is you know, fair enough. They... they, they uh, they've been they've fantastic played, you know, but it's the two teams that have gone out yeah, Australia and uh, South Africa have gone out yeah the, well the, they, they couldn't I mean the South Africans couldn't defend a 200 plus score um, and the Australians probably haven't got the attack really in these conditions to, to do it but their batting lineup is phenomenal so they should really be they could chase anything down so I'm, I'm with you I don't know why the Aussies batted first um, in, in a way that maybe they got the best of the conditions at the beginning to get a, a real flyer uh, maybe that was the, the thinking. I don't know. They, maybe they thought it was going to get harder to bet on as the time goes on. But to be honest, if the Indians got 180 on that pitch, I reckon the Aussies could have got it. They could have got 180. Um, I, I just, I just think both of these sides, India and Australia, are brilliant chasing, and I can't understand why you'd bat first because Australia struggled in previous games when they didn't know what was a good score, so they would have known then. And they've got players who can accelerate at two, three runs of ball if they need to. Um, everybody that everybody that I spoke to Dan said that the Indians need to chase, you know, and the fact that they got put in to, to bowl first, I was thinking oh, it's played into their hands. I can honestly, I genuinely baffled by the decision by Smith, and I think that's why Australia have gone out. It hasn't. It's not because they're, they're any worse in terms of T20 that the teams have gone through. It's because the selection policy has been a disgrace, and their in-game management is very un-Australian. I know you've been saying from the start that why is Finch not being in the team. Um, and you know, number one batsman is he rated in in the world, and he comes in now, scores forty three off thirty four balls, and you're thinking, why? Where's Finch? Where's he? Why is he not being in the team? Because uh, it's I, I can't explain why. <laughs> There'll be some Australians that, that decided that Mitch Mars, who, who comes in six and seven, is going to have a huge impact on our tournament when you when your best ranked bat is an opener and has an immediate impact on any innings if he's doing well. It made absolutely no sense whatsoever. He could have played Watson uh, batting six and seven because it's not Watson's batting you're after. It's his ability with the ball and that's been crucial in the IPL. So he's got the experience and that's why he needed to play both. And they didn't. Same with South Africa. Poor in-game management, bowling fast bowlers at the wrong times, not bowling spinners when they should, um, not being able... To defend two two nine, you know it's it's the it's the fine margins of the captains, the in-game decisions, the selection policies that have won it for New Zealand and West Indies, and possibly England, and India have just got the quality and the experience. Well, you, you you've nailed it exactly there, Dan, because um, Adam Zampa today got two overs for eleven runs, so he's got an economy of five point five. I thought the Indians weren't playing Zampa well. He only bowled two overs. And, you th- and I was there thinking, oh, Zampa's going to come on, oh, Zampa's going to come on, and he doesn't. And you think there that maybe, because he's the new kid, Steve Smith doesn't have the confidence in him, whereas New Zealand do it completely the opposite way. East Sodi comes in, yeah, we're going to give you the ball, son. Gets Virat Kohli first ball. Um, you know, so Santner he, as well. Santner, Santner comes. So Steve Smith, really, I mean, he, if, he's, if he's bowled two overs for 11 runs, what more do you want? Jam on it. Just, just, um, it's absolutely just, not. Just it's not, not only that, he bowled... Half of his deliveries were dot balls, and one went for a six. Half of your deliveries as dot balls as a T20 baller is just unbelievable. And then he only balls two overs. They deserve to go out. See you later. <laughs> the dot balls are like Goldust. 
Dotball's our goldest. You know, they, there you go. What can you do? Um, just to, I just quickly wanted to get in that Suresh Rayner, um, he, he can't pull the ball anyway, so then he gloved he gloved Watson's slower ball bouncer to Neville at with, uh, the wicketkeeper as well. That was impressive. <laughs> so, impressive, <laughs> that was impressive, impressive to number four batsman there. Uh, honestly, one, two, and one, two, and four in the they've got a they've got a click. I I'm predicting one of them three to be a match winner in semi. Honestly, well, well, Rohit Sharma plays a lot of his games in Mumbai because he plays for the Mumbai Indians. So that's that, I cling on to those kind of things. But all of them are giving the wickets away. It's not like they've been you know if you get a if you get a Jaffer or something, you think oh you know what good shot mate oh good, sorry good delivery. But they've almost got themselves out by getting so frustrated that why am I not being like this? Why is it not? You know, why can I not do what the other guys are doing? I'm, I'm a huge, you, you... huge fan of Rohit, but any opener who scores 12 off 17 balls needs to get dropped. <laughs> he does, he does, but I, I, I'm convinced now because they've kept the same team all the way through with all the turmoil of the group games because none of it's been easy for the Indians so far. It's been completely the opposite. Fair enough, they're qualified, but it's been in the opposite fashion to what we, we thought. I mean, I thought they'd coast it. But as soon as you lose your first game of the tournament, you're up against it. And then when the pressure's on, anything can happen. Um, so, you know, they've got, you know, they've, they've got it out of the group, which is the main thing. I think they'll be, I think they don't mind who they play. So I think the West Indies, you never know what's going to happen. But I think it's, again, a lot is reliant on Gale, Gale's fitness. Can they get him out early? All that sort of stuff. So it's a fascinating tournament already. It's going to be huge, and, um, and we're going to preview it, aren't we, mate? We're going to preview. We are. It. We're going to we're going to preview the semi-finals and uh, and uh, lots to talk about with. Uh, and hopefully, we can get some of our uh, our previous uh, podcasters on there to to review it all with us. Um, Dan, it's, it's been, been great. It's been a nervous weekend. That's all I'm saying. Oh, it's been. Oh, years of years have been taken off our lives, Dan. I'm telling you. <laughs> But um, but there we have it, England and India in the semi-finals. Get this in. And, this and following <laughs> Liverpool Football Club is not good for your health. It should come with parental advice and warning. <laughs> completely, completely. Uh, Dan, thanks for your company. It's been great. Uh, fantastic victory for India there. And uh, onwards and upwards, semi-finals at Beckham. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 